the Fade the Noise podcast with Brad Evans and Nate Lundy. Place your bets. Brad the Big Noise Evans here, joined by the good sir, Nathaniel Lundy. This is the Fade the Noise podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Uh, last night, not too bad. Uh, somewhat profitable for us. So we're going to try to keep the good times rolling here, Lundy. And on this hashtag Tequila Thursday, there is nothing better that compliments the love juice than a little two-leg alt-line parlay. And in the OVC, yes, it's the OVC special here on the Fade That Always podcast. Uh, you know we love us some Belmont, right? And we have been wagering on Belmont early and often because they've been covering machines. 7-3 ATS at home this year. They get a rematch against Jacksonville State, a game that was played at a blistering pace earlier this season, a 98-91 finish in which the Bruins emerged on top back in mid-January. Look at Jacksonville State, uh, the other Gamecocks, uh, number 237 in college basketball to adjust the defensive efficiency. So give me Belmont. At home, the kings of this conference, minus seven and a half. And I am going to parlay that with Austin P. Minus eight and a half against SIUE. And it's been very well documented on this pod that we've been fading SIUE because, Lundy, they're about to play their ninth game in 18 days. And this is a team that is north of 280 in adjusted offensive and defensive efficiency. So uh, hopefully they will not uh, wet the bed. Will Austin P. They're going to lay the eight and a half. You match that with Belmont at minus seven and a half, and it's plus 104. That is your two leg alt line OVC parlay special of the day, hombre. Now, here's the thing. The only thing you should be doing nine times in 18 days is waking up with a hangover, okay? <laughs> it is not acceptable uh, to be playing that many basketball games in such a short period of time. So, yes, this is the stuff, folks, you got to pay attention to. Not only the teams that we like to follow, the teams we like to fade, but also looking for those kinds of trends that the COVID uh, issues are causing all of these teams, how many games they're having to play, postponements, coming back, etc. So this is a really good alt-line part to uh, dip your toe perhaps with some teams that you're not used to putting on the bet slip. Yeah, SIUE has got to be a little bit tired right now, no doubt about it. Uh, Even though they're young and they can snap back and they're resilient, uh, nine games in 18 days, uh, that's an exhausting pace, no question about it. Look, it's not quite time for the madness of March in college basketball, but that doesn't mean the fun has to wait. DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app, is giving all new players the chance to cash $100. New customers can bet $1 on any team to hit a three-pointer in any basketball game this week, and if your team makes it rain, you cash $100. That's right all it takes is for one three-pointer being hit by your chosen team to turn one dollar into one hundred dollars sounds like a no-brainer right well this slam dunk of an offer won't be around forever so head to the app store now and download the DraftKings Sportsbook app to get in on all the action again download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use that promo code FTN again promo code FTN to get your shot to turn $1 into $100 when you bet on any team to hit a three-pointer in any basketball game this week. That's promo code FTN for new customers to get a shot at 101 odds on any basketball team to hit a three-point shot only 
At DraftKings Sportsbook, must be 21 or older, Colorado, New Jersey, Indiana, Michigan, or Virginia residents only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. Winnings paid out in four $25 free bets. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT or in Virginia. Call 888-532-3500. With that, bartender, pour me another edition of the Fade Five. Number five. All right. Uh, let's go in and dive in here on the college basketball slate. And this is a line uh, that our buddy Tim Murray at Vison would say, you got to pinch your nose to play because it's a little bit fishy. It's a little bit stanky. But I'm taking Penn State plus four and a half at home against a projected number one seed in the Ohio State Buckeyes, who are 5-3-1 ATS away. Now, you look at the matchup and you're thinking to yourself, how on earth does Ohio State – uh, not win this game by at least uh, half a dozen, maybe even double figures. Well, uh, look, I, I know the, the Buckeyes are the number one team in terms of overall effectiveness and efficiency in the Big Ten this month. Uh, during that stretch, 1.255 points per possession, 0.915 points per possession. Meanwhile, Penn State, number 13 in the Big Ten in terms of its overall output in both of those categories uh, over that same stretch. So they've only given up 0.913 points per possession on D. So they rather stout there. I think where the Nittany Lions can keep this in close is inside where they have an advantage with Hera. Uh, they generate a second chance opportunity 37.9% of the time in Big Ten play, and that is an area of mediocrity for Ohio State is defending inside the arc. Now, the other thing here, too, is will the Buckeyes perimeter D finally regress? They've only given up 31% along the arc, and a lot of those threes have been wide open. Punishers haven't been knocking them down, so Lady Luck has certainly been kissing them on the cheek, no doubt about it. So, you know, this is one of those TYGs, Lundy, Trust your guts. I think Myron Jones, Miles Dredd, uh, the other Lundy, Seth Lundy, uh, Jamari Wheeler, those guys are going to unleash at home. You get the little cat sound row, 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 that Penn State constantly plays ad nauseum in the background. And I think this one, they lose it, but only by a deuce in the end. So give me Penn State plus four and a half against Ohio State, and I'm going to assume you're going to absolutely fade the living daylights out of me on this one so what's your call here fade or follow yeah uh tim's got it right you pinch your nose on this one uh no i'm gonna fade you on this one brother you're exactly wait good good prediction by the way that i was gonna fade you on this one no i i I think ohio state takes care of business here i think they know that they have got that one seed that top line uh within their grasp as long as they don't screw up and i don't think they're going to allow themselves to do it uh on the road against penn state in this one i think they uh managed to score the cover they are a perfect 16 and 0 money line on the year when they score at least 73 points. Uh, this is a team that's going to score some points. They're going to get it done. I think they can do that. I'm a little bit worried about you talked about the second chance. I'm actually a little bit more worried about the arc Penn State mm. second in the Big Ten when it comes to made three pointers yeah. uh, per season. So this er, this season so far per game. So I think this is actually where as much as those second chances could play into it. I'm going to be a lot more interested to see whether or not Penn State's knocking down their threes early in this game. And if so, then me fading you is going to start to make me a little bit nervous. But I'm going to fade. I think Ohio State actually just covers this and Captain Hook (laughs) comes into play. I'll take the Buckeyes to win it by five, so I'll fade you. Let it fly, other Lundy. Number four. All right, let's stay in the Big Ten and let's go to a matchup between the Michigan Wolverines inside Chrysler Arena uh, going up against the 
Rutgers Scarlet Knights. And I'm going to lay the chalk here on the minus nine and take the home squad in the maize and blue. Uh, they are 8-2 and two ATS this season at home is Michigan. And look, they knocked off the dust. A very impressive second half, really, the last five minutes uh, against the Wisconsin Badgers. Went on an 11-2 run in the last about 90 seconds of that game to steal one at the Kohl Center off of like a 20-day absence uh, due to COVID-19. But the Maize and Blue, they got all kinds of balance. Uh, 0.893 points per possession on D. That's all they have allowed this season. That's top 10 in the country. Uh, They're shooting over 37%, close to 38% from downtown. And Michigan, number three right now overall, uh, according to KenPalm.com. So trailing only the mighty Gonzaga Bulldogs, and we're going to talk about a little bit later in this pod. And also also the Baylor Bears. Now, Rutgers uh, has been stout defensively this month. They're only giving up 0.922 points per possession, but they have been building skyscrapers from outside, shooting a disgusting 25.8% for along the arc, and we know about the free throw woes, 61.6% at the charity stripe in Big Ten play. So I think it's going to be a torrential downpour. Uh, The ceiling, the sky is going to open up there inside Chrysler for Livers and Smith and Brown and Brooks. I mean, you look at Livers and Smith, those guys are shooting 45.7% and 48.6% respectively from three. That is searing. That's volcanic. And I think they're going to erupt tonight under the primetime light. So give me Michigan minus nine against Rutgers. Fade or follow. Some teams, Brad, coming off of their COVID pause, it takes a game, it takes two games, might even take a little bit more to get back in the swing of things. Took took Michigan a half. Right, right. And then they were like, all right, we're good. Uh, Let's go ahead and do this. That's the sign of a really good basketball team. And so I think what you just talked about, the finish that they had against Wisconsin, the run they did down the stretch to be able to win that one uh, in a game that at the time was a pick 'em, uh, basically, when uh, when they tipped it off. Uh, So the fact that Michigan just completely went into another level by the time they got to the second half shows me that this team is ready for this stretch run here of late February rolling into March. So I'm taking Michigan. I'll lay the points because, you know, Rutgers hasn't looked bad over the course necessarily of their last, say, couple of weeks worth of games. But Michigan's just Michigan's too good uh, and they're going to take care of Rutgers. No problem. I will follow and lay the points. Oh, yeah, I was uh, I was on Wisconsin in that game, so I remember it not so fondly. So, yes, I am going to lay my money on Michigan. I can't fade him again. Number three. All right, let's go to the NBA, and let's do this in uh, regards to our Monkey Knife Fight player prop of the day, presented by MonkeyKnifeFight.com. Go there right now. It's a DFS game unlike any other. It's just you against the house on all of your favorite player props, more or less, over or under, string together in packs of two all the way up to six. The more you hit on that, more or less with the over the under, uh, the more cash you stuff into your pockets. And if you're a new user, use that promo code FTN. Again, promo code FTN to score a free $5 game on the house. Have yourself an MKF in good time tonight at monkeynightfight.com. And uh, there's a certain unibrow. Uh, That is going to be unavailable for the L.A. Lakers. Uh, He is out with a cast rain. That, of course, is Anthony Davis. Going to be reevaluated in the next two to three weeks. Uh, And this is why I love DeAndre Jordan of the Brooklyn Nets over eight and a half rebounds 
in this contest. Now, he's only been over this number seven times in 28 games this year, Lundy, but just like we saw with Jared Vanderbilt uh, in the first game without AD, and of course, Vanderbilt plays for the Minnesota Timberwolves, he came down with 13 rebounds in that game. I think uh, Jordan's just got to live there in the paint, uh, be a space eater, and be a Hoover vacuum and just suck up a lot of those oranges into his palms. Uh, you know, the paper matchup isn't the greatest. I'll be honest with you, because normally with Anthony Davis, uh, the Lakers protect the glass quite well. The number 14, an opponent defensive rebounding percentage, uh, number three in the NBA in offensive rebounding uh, percentage for opponents. And this is the 11th worst matchup, according to the FTN Daily Advanced DVP tool for a rebounder. But again, you take Anthony Davis out of the mix, it changes the calculus here. Give me DeAndre Jordan over eight and a half boards. I think he gets nine exactly, and I'm going to be sweating this out maybe in the last couple of minutes. But fade or follow. Yeah, this is another one where the hook may come in. I don't know that he's going to get to double figures and make this a comfortable cover, but I do think the lack of Anthony Davis uh, is being underestimated when you're talking about the the player props here in this game. So I'm going to take the over on this one. This goes back to your first pick, Brad. This, to me, is a little bit of a TYG because I think he's going to be really damn close to this number. Um, like I said, I don't think he gets all the way to 10 or 11 to where it's a comfortable cover. I think it's going to be pretty darn close. So I'll follow you on this one, but, yep, you and I are – going to be having the tequila sweats ah uh, well that's regardless we're going to have the tequila sweats it's thursday after all come on deandre grab some damn boards number two all right and after deandre jordan fails us uh we're going to go out west and start chasing on the late night action london so let's go ahead and do that right now with saint mary's and gonzaga look this is one of the most storied rivalries in college basketball west of the continental divide and i'm going to lay the 20 here with the Zags, uh, the last time these two teams played back in mid-January uh, there in Moraga, it was a 73-59 to Zags win, and it was the slowest-paced game that Gonzaga's played all season long. They had 67 possessions in that game. Uh, so you know that St. Mary's is going to try to, you know, Randy Bins going to try to slow this thing down, try to keep it in the half court. But the Zags defense, you know, everybody talks about how explosive the offense is, but their defense is relentless. And they held the Gales to just 0.88 points per possession in that first tilt. And Gonzaga had four players that hit double figures in the box score. Now the Zags are coming off a century mark performance against San Francisco. And on the year, number two in the country in adjusted offensive efficiency, netting a ridiculous 1.211 points per possession. I think they have too much firepower. And the other thing we got to consider is this, Lundy. The last time the Zags played inside the kennel, it was January 23rd. That's crazy. It's almost been a month since they have played a home game. So home is where the heart is. Home is where the cover is. And I think they obliterate their arch nemesis in the West Coast Conference. So give me the Zags minus 20 against St. Mary's. Fade or follow. It's a big number, but here's what I want, everybody. Let's jump with Sherman in the Wayback Machine here for a second. Remember that matchup that Brad was just talking about uh, when we thought, okay, maybe the Dons can hang with them. Yeah, maybe I'll take that plus. Maybe I'll go ahead and roll with them and yeah. see if maybe yeah. they can keep it close. And then Gonzaga dropped a, dropped a hundy on them and yeah. won by 39 yeah. points. I have a feeling that's what's going to happen here with this matchup with St. Mary's. I actually think there's probably a lot of folks out there that say, no, 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 too many points, rivalry, et cetera. I think Gonzaga may come out and go, see ya. 
uh, and just run them out of the gym. And I'm not saying they're going to score a hundred, uh, but I think they may they may wind up smashing them on this one just because it's one of those that you know, you think things are going to be close, and then Gonzaga goes and does what Gonzaga this season is doing, which is just smacking teams upside the head. So this is going to be win number 21 for Gonzaga, and they're going to do it running away. Yeah, they just shifted into another gear, and it's uh, all she wrote. A little bonus time, Lundy. Uh, kind of like the under on the 142 and a half right now at DraftKings, because again, St. Mary's going to try to keep this at a snail's pace. Number one. All right, last and certainly not least, this might be the best matchup of the board tonight. Uh, it is Colorado going up against Oregon. Now, here's the situation for the Ducks. Uh, they have played limited games this year. They have been uh, beleaguered by various injuries, most notably uh, Chris Duarte's ankle, but he's back. Uh, we'll see about Eric Williams, uh, key forward, key rebounder for this club. He's a game-time decision with a knee injury, but Oregon needs to accumulate some meaningful wins, some quadrant one wins, and this is one of those opportunities because Colorado right now top 20 overall in the net, and this is why I'm taking the Ducks at home with the ugliest court in college basketball with all the trees, and you can't really see what the hell's going on because guys are blended in uh, to the dark stain that's on the floor. That's why uh, Oregon wears those like neon jerseys so it can make out you know what they uh who's you know got the ball and what's going on it's crazy i hate that damn court more than anything in the, in the world's just way too busy uh but give me the ducks minus three there uh you know you look at colorado this month they're number one in the pac 12 and overall efficiency 1.154 points per possession 0.904 points per possession allowed uh they've shot you know 54.4 percent inside the arc over 40 percent outside of it oregon's also played really well and they have been in action this month Number three in the Pac-12, and most notably, shooting over 39% from way downtown. So uh, I think the key here is got to keep the buffs off the line uh, because Colorado makes you pay on those freebies. They're shooting over 80% as a team, which is crazy. Inside the Pac-12, they got to create some turnovers uh, and try to get right you know, to cough it up early and often get some of those transition opportunities. And if Duarte and Omar Yuri can really open up the skies from outside, both those guys shooting at a pretty prolific clip. Duarte at 44.2% from three, 37.1% for Amaruri. Uh, I think Oregon wins this thing, and they may win it convincingly. This could be a repeat of what Colorado recently experienced in Berkeley against a much more inferior Cal team. So give me the Ducks. I, I, I know you, you hate it when I talk you know glowing terms about Oregon, but I think they're going to take this thing minus three, fade or follow. Yeah, it's really hard for me to be objective um, about anything involving anything from Eugene. Uh, but yes, <laughs> that court is one of the most hideous oh, things I've ever seen um, in in all of sports. Uh, I'm actually going to follow you on this one. It, you know what, Brad, if CU had not looked so bad against Cal, because they looked bad against Cal. It was just one of those where you go, what in the hell is going on with you right now in this game? Because this CU team is better than that and should have been able to take care of Cal. On the flip side, Oregon is coming off of that Arizona road trip, which is always difficult. Doesn't matter how good ASU or Arizona is in any particular year. It is always a difficult road trip um, to go down there and, and win one, let alone win both. And Oregon did. They swept the Arizona teams. And so to me, that's a sign um, that Oregon is starting to find its legs um, and CU has been a very different team in the Pac-12 when they're on the road compared to when they're up in Boulder. So I'm going to follow you on this one because I think Tad Boyle's team has got to figure out how to get it done on the road. Four out of their five losses um, have been in, in the Pac-12 have been when they are not in Boulder and I think they're going to wind up with another loss this time in that god 
awful. Like, how, how does Bill Walton call a game staring at that court? And, I mean, he's already, you know, he's, he's already on mind-altering substances oh, yeah. anyway. He, he popped a couple of mushrooms before the game, no doubt about it. Yes, but that court itself is a mind-altering it drug. Is. It's, it it's is. a trick. That's crazy. I mean, it's it's like 10 shots of peyote. It's ridiculous. Uh, well, anyway, uh, just hope the home team covers here. So uh, yeah, so everybody go. You know, you know, you're, you can't go to the game. You can't do any of that. Maybe Tad will make the bus stop off at Track Town Pizza, get some <laughs> pies for the guys on the way out of town. Uh, but unfortunately, uh, as an as an Oregon State grad, as you know, a proud Beaver, it is hard for me to do. But I'll take the Ducks. Yeah, make some bucks uh, with those Ducks. And that is a wrap on this edition of the Faith and Noise Podcast. Please follow Lundy at Nate Lundy on Twitter. Follow me at Noisy Huevos. Drop us a rating and a review. Would you kindly and check out FTNFantasy.com, FTNDaily.com, and FTNBets.com for all of your fantasy sports and sports betting content needs. Use that promo code Evans, E-V-A-N-S, to score 10% off your subscription today. And until next time, as always, feed or follow. That is up to you. Feed the noise.